Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 203, I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, we've got two spoopsy episodes of What If... A bunch of comics from last week and this week, which you're not interested in. A trip down the old trailer park. Uh, Marvel's got some new tent poles and an updated app. And as almost always, Clark's got something. Watch out. Uh, but first, uh, next week we will be releasing our review of Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. So you'll just have to deal with that, little homo shit dicks. Uh, Adam, I'm turning it over to you. <laughs> what a great send-off. Thank you. Uh, so uh, since we missed y'all last week, we actually have two episodes of What If to cover. Specifically, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? And what if zombies? <laughs> Episode four takes us into a world where Doctor Strange loses the love of his life, Christine Palmer, instead of his hands. Like any privileged white man, he then charges down a one-man crusade to make his life better while ruining the world for the rest of us. Episode 5 takes us to MCU Zombieland, replete with tips to stay alive, comedically gross deaths, and a young, hopeful nerd. This episode also continues to cement Hank Pym fucking things up in the uh, multiverse, and poor Hope Van Dyne constantly suffering. Plus a Baba Yaga. Uh, those are my recaps. What did you guys think of the episodes? What did you like, what? Most, what did you like most about both episodes? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't Hank Pym. It was Hope. She says that she was the one responsible. She told her father to go there, so no. He, okay, wanted, he wanted to go. He to literally him. got it. The Van Dynes are all responsible. Oh, yeah, yeah. This motherfucker walks up to a shambling mess of a quantum woman and then has the audacity to hey, take off her hey, mask, not realizing she's a zombie underneath. Hey, that shambling mess is his wife. Yeah. <laughs> No, hope it. So then she's suffering from the yep. errors of her father and her mother and herself. Once yeah. again, MCU fuck daddy and mommy issues. So I like both episodes. I like the Doctor Strange one a lot more, but I gotta admit yeah. that when I saw the title, when it said the Doctor Strange lost his heart in his hands, I was like, he's gonna have no heart. I don't understand what's gonna happen. And then I was like, oh, it's dark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that actually would have been an interesting what if, but um, I enjoyed the fourth. Is it wait, the fourth yeah. episode? Right? Yeah, much more than the actual Doctor Strange movie because it took the best part of the movie, the end where you know he's like Dormammu, I come to bargain, and it's the it's the, you know, the time loop over and over again. The entire episode was a time loop, and I thought it, was, it got really, really clever and creative. And I liked the inclusion of Uatu when uh, the quote-unquote bad Doctor Strange gets so powerful that he can actually see the Watcher. Yeah, and, the uh, first time he actually spoke to somebody. Yeah, and Uatu's like, you're nuts, but I'm st I, I still can't interfere. I thought that was really, really well handled. I watched this movie three times the movie. Uh, episode and I fell asleep every single time. It was so oh boring God, to me. Oh, I don't oh. give three shits about Christine Palmer or whatever the fuck her name was is. Was that really her? No, they were, I mean, yeah, well, because exactly. they refrigerated her, so no, you should be I, happy no, with that. No, 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 because I, I didn't even care to see her refrigerated. She bores me. Rachel McMadams? Yeah, yeah. and I don't know. I just wasn't interested in the slightest. I did like that this the universe was as interested in getting rid of Rachel McAdams as the rest of us are. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I liked about it was that little gnome who was the first person he, like, sucked into himself. I love oh, that. That was really good. And he gets the cape? No, that was the bug, right? That was the bug, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dark cape. Clark, what'd you like about episode five? I mean, I've been waiting you for this one it. since the very beginning. I didn't realize how much humor was going to be in it and also how fucking horrifying it was. <laughs> 
I love the fact that Hope literally was went inside of Sharon and just blew her up from the inside. Do you think the humor landed? Because I think some I think half, half the jokes didn't work for me. Yeah, a lot of the stuff with the guy who was worried about Baba Yaga to me oh, that felt like a, a tiresome retread. Well, yeah. because no yes. one knows who Baba Yaga is. Well, they it was an I mean it was a poorly built up mm-hmm. Easter egg from Ant Man the movie because they I talked w- about that. Previously. I wanted Ant Man in the West, I wanted yeah, to see Baba stars. Yaga and her fucked up chicken house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who Vision was hiding. Yeah, <laughs> the act. He's like, oh no, uh, Scarlet Witch has been dead for a long time. This is Baba Yaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little surprised that Scarlet Witch uh, got got by those zombies because she's terrible. she's so powerful. I know, but, but she always gets got because she like she will just turn the corner like in the wrong time all the time. Well, they, or, or always something happens to her. I feel like they did a good job by establishing how even some of the greatest heroes because of Hank or yeah because Scott was cured or fine. but whoever been the midget all the tiny that's horrible all the, yeah, all the ant people that, I'm correcting myself all the ant people <laughs> very swarmed in to eat people which I thought was actually a really good way that was a great see. moment when Captain America comes out and then all of a sudden it's either Hank Sweet. or Hope is just yeah. uh, not Hope uh, Janet is like basically like just like kind of bites him and he's like what the fuck ouch yeah. it was great I thought that was Scott was it? No, I think Scott they, was, was. No, I did think they mentioned that it was Scott. Because he was, like it was Hank. red. He was wearing red. Uh-huh. Yeah, because okay. then they yeah. cured him by chopping off his yeah, head and putting him into Futurama. Oh, Futurama helped yeah. I think the fifth episode. There's some animation problems because uh, Bruce Banner looked like Hawkeye the entire yes. first half. I was like, why is he crashing to the earth? <laughs> but like when he walked out of the the same town, like I was like, isn't that? It looks so similar. Oh uh, yeah. That's where Hawkeye keeps all of his leftover costumes. <laughs> I did see an interesting uh, point someone made or theory that you know uh, maybe a more effective entry point would have been when uh, in Civil War when Crossbones has the virus mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That that's the actual oh, inciting yeah. incident. Uh, oh, in uh, when they're in Nigeria, yes. at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, go ahead, sir. Sorry, Hope, Hope was Hope gone by that point? Did leave it after the second one? Yes, yeah, yeah Hope he was, was gone. Space. Yeah, he was out. He was uh, he was in Battle World or whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah, Ragnarok. Uh, <laughs> what was that? I didn't do anything. No, that was the sound. Oh, it was the Ragnarok sound. Uh, <laughs> I, I like, just hit the sound. You just like tried to. I blinked, and that's all I did. Uh, well, taking it back to episode four, I, I thought these were both really good episodes for what I like about the ongoing part of the series, which is that they keep getting weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. So we had like the murder mystery, which was great, and then in episode three. And it's just like, it's turning into the actual what-if comics where it's just like tons of death and that's the type of shit that I love. Because I'm yeah. like, these fucking characters are not coming back. Like, make the stakes interesting. And I, the thing that I liked about the zombie one was like, it probably tonally did kind of go back and forth a little too much. I think it more was a time crunch than anything else because the original okay. Zombieland is actually a very good movie. The second one, terrible. Yeah. But the first one really does blend that heart plus the joke. Right. And I really would have... Doctor Strange heart? Yeah. That's the heart came from episode four and up in episode five. It's all five. about continuity. But they they did a lot. It's very heavy handed, but that's because it was tied to like a thirty minute, thirty five minute runtime. Um, whereas I think Doctor Strange definitely had the best emotional journey of all of the five episodes. Agreed. Which is why I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great like nihilistic ending. It was a good spin on maybe something could happen more broadly in this thing that we're to obviously is the connector of these multiverses. Um, but yeah, I just love the story. 
Yeah, I agree with you completely about the fifth episode. I wish we, I wish it was like 45 minutes or an hour because like it had this like very kind of hopeful ending and then the coda was like Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, you know, zombified. It's like, oh, well now the universe is fucked completely. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I wanted to see maybe more of that, I guess. I don't know. And then, oh, I, I want to see if you want to follow up on that. Yeah, I was gonna say there was literally like conversation I was reading comments because like it seemed like he was already like they were like, oh, he's in Wakanda now. Like I don't think they, pres- I don't know if he was like supposed to be off planet, but it seemed like he was actually waiting for the Wakanda, which was really like in, in theory he probably came to Wakanda at the same time. Yeah. Line, so like he just went there first, just like in the movie, right? I don't know. I don't know. But why did why would he have gone to Wakanda? Because only didn't didn't they only need the Mind Stone? He meant well, from the Vision, yeah. Well, the but idea like, being he's zombified, so he would still go after all the humans, knowing that they're oh yeah, they're like all starting in Wakanda. But they're only the sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. What were you gonna say? Um, the so the in the fifth episode, I'm getting really fucking sick of the post apocalyptic ironic humor of Zombieland, mm. uh, this, I just watched Love and Monsters, oh, uh, and it's uh. just people who are like, uh, well, the world's gone to shit. Don't you think There's you would do lacking. that, though, at some point? Yeah. I, I think our humor we, needs to evolve. Like, S- Zombieland was great for it, but I'm tired of people making lists. I'm tired oh, yeah. of people, like, joking uh. about how, like, well, isn't that just life? Whackity do. We can have other forms of humor permeate our post-apocalypse scenarios. We don't have to keep doing versions of that. Yeah, but baby doll, we're living in a pandemic right now and think about the internet. But that, that's the thing, is that our reality is just as unfunny as these stories are. I laugh. And I, I, that's why I go to comedy, because I want, like, I want to watch a comedy that's actually funny. Taylor? Uh, I have nothing to say about that, but I... Uh, I Damn. Uh, <laughs> no, because I, I, I actually do agree that the clips like fell flat for me, or at least half of them did. But was this the first time we got any kind of mention of Uncle Ben in the MCU? Yes, it is. Okay. Oh. Until the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah. They didn't mention it in the Spider-Man movie or in the actual MCU? Yeah. 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 I mean, they never did. They never right. have. They've just sort of alluded to the fact that like he's had tragedy in his life, but they haven't touched the, on the origins. Thankfully, in the first two Spider-Man Do you think movies. if they have a flashback of Uncle Ben, he's just going to be like so smoking hot? Yeah. yeah. You have to be if you're dating Marissa Tomei. Or are they just keep the same old guy. I wanted to be like yeah, the, the same old guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you're, and you're like, Aunt May, you married a little old. And she's like, well, I wanted his money. <laughs> I, I would like to go back to a very friend that you brought up because I, I do feel like it's worth talking about. Where you cannot one. tell me that episode five did not have really good comedy when a giant zombified wasp threw a random zombie at a plane. For no reason at all. Uh, at, at one point... That was good. <laughs> but was, but is, that, <laughs> is any of that ironic? And is any of that distant from the scenario? No. It's perfect comedy. It's great physical comedy. Thank you. Great physical comedy. Also, why wouldn't she have... Like made herself normal sized again when she knew she was about to become a zombie. Like she was fucking idiots in this. It's like it's like I'm just gonna fall back. Get rid of their stuff or give things away or do that. They're just like, well, I'm gonna. Well, yeah. Here are my arrows. I'm Hawkeye. (laughs) I did like the seeing uh, Scarlet Witch and Hulk go at it. Yes, that That was was a good shot. Yeah. Also, uh, was it Sebastian Stan again voicing Winter Soldier? God damn, that man cannot voice act. Because when he delivered the line when he killed uh, Falcon, he's like, oh. "I should, I should feel something, but I don't." I'm like, um, I, "Now I don't." How about oh, looks like it's the end of the line, Cap. <laughs> so another point. This 
episode does have fantastic physical comedy because you cannot tell me when Winter Soldier grabbed Sharon Carter and threw her on the floor for no reason. Perfect, <laughs> Perfect physical comedy. And also, Perfect. when uh, Hope just falls on a bunch of zombies, that's very funny too. Yeah. Stepping, stepping on it yeah. and shit. Um, the one thing I will I will say that I didn't like about episode four, and it's actually endemic, I think, more of a Stephen Strange and Doctor Strange's character, is the fact that he went on a fucking uh, person of color spiritual journey again, or at least this time it wasn't appropriated. But I was like, that was the only part of the episode I didn't like. It's like, I don't want to spend time listening to you, listen to somebody from some distant past that's teaching you things that you as like mm-hmm. a shitty 2000s white person is suddenly discover it. Like, it was just like, this is garbage, Mom. I don't like So it. is there any way to escape that for him as a character, given how much other mysticisms and stuff are not specifically, you know, white-related? Like, is the only way for you not to feel uncomfortable now that uh, Marvel has been put, in the, put itself in this place that, oh, he's going to visit actual, like, uh, Celts or yeah, well, people? I think it's the tra- I think it's the trap again in the 30 minutes, because obviously that guy could literally only help him on his own hero journey versus at least like, and we'll, you know, think about even Wong and Shang-Chi, like Wong is becoming, even though he's a side, like a sidekick, quote unquote, is becoming a very full character that hopefully will continue to actually have his own plot lines in the strange movies. Yeah. So that's the only problem is like when you have that kind of lead, who's like, I got to be led around by all these people. You miss out on the, the only reason I was okay with it this time around is because he's clearly the villain. And so like, True. so like, I'm like, okay, you're doing something, what you think is for noble reasons, but you're actually turning into the bad guy. Yeah, that's fair. Tilda Swinton can also talk to me all the time. I pay money for it. Like, I want You literally have paid money for it. You're, you're, she's on cameo, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not. That is she's the scariest not. cameo ever. Right she has like a random character. She doesn't actually yes. deliver any She really up. gets into those cameos. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I made her be an androgynous plant, and she nailed it, nailed if it. you could believe. yeah. Uh, so just last question. We've got, I think, four more episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. Any, are we, so the, there's, there's, what's the name becoming Vision? Vision becoming Ultron. Do we know of the other ones? I don't, and I, I want to be surprised. Yeah. yeah. What if uh, everyone's gay? Did they already do the... One of that pants out in China. Did they already I, yeah. do That's true, the yeah. Iron Man Killmonger? No, 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 that, no, no, that's no, no. Yeah, that's another one that's coming up. That seems like one that should have been earlier. Right? Unless they're putting all their crazy ones in the middle. I feel like right. they've gone from like light to the darkest thing possible, so they have to Smooth turn it out. out. Yeah. yeah, it's like a reverse Oreo. Uh, or they just get darker and darker. Yeah, yeah. Like some executive at, at Disney is just depressed. Heads are just ripping off, and yeah. people are weeping. What if this whole franchise exploded? Mm-hmm. All right. That's enough with what if. Let's all go on down to the trailer park. Yeah. All right. We got two new trailers. Uh, One is for Matrix uh, Matrix Resurrection, and the other is an Injustice trailer. Uh, So the Matrix trailer is, you know, much anticipated because it is the fourth in what was originally a trilogy. It's got Keanu Reeves trying to figure out the same story, but with iPhones. Uh, so are you cucks ready to be red-pilled or what? I am actually kind of excited about it because I love the first movie like everybody else. The second one is interesting even though like it's got pacing issues and the third one is just nearly unwatchable. It's just awful. But um, especially because like Trinity has a 10-minute death scene 
it's literally 10 minutes. Like, she just won't fucking die. But this one looks kind of interesting, and, um, you know, we talked off-podcast about the use of Jefferson Airplane's uh, White Rabbit, which has been used in many, 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 many different, you know, oh, properties. Yeah, oh, man. But it actually works in this one, yeah. so, like, thank God, like, even though it's overused, it's, like, the, uh, whoever put the uh, trailer together actually understood, like, this song makes sense. It's not right. just some, like, slowed-down version of a pop song from 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Uh, I'm excited. I really am. Uh, wondering where Lawrence Fishburne is, but that's about it. The only thing that's important in the first three movies is that vagina cake incident. Yes. Oh, oh it's wow. so good with the, with the, the yeah. Merovingian. The Wait, Merovingian. Yeah. Where is that again? They're, they're at that fancy restaurant, and they're trying to get the key maker, uh, and uh, they're having a conversation about freedom. The Merovingian's like, you know what real freedom is? And he's like, pew, pew, pew. I'm going to make that girl have an orgasm. Oh. I'm eating some cake. Oh, God, I do remember that. My, is that the second one? I think it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, yeah. Which relatable. Makes my, sense. And then the white my, guys in Never seen a movie. Oh, God. Yikes. One of my least favorite tropes is the dump all your medicine down the drain and suddenly you'll be good and better. Oh, like yeah. Like, everyone, you know, psychiatry is terrible, everybody in the world, so fuck yourselves up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably because I take quite a few. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're being brainwashed by your medicine that's actually helping you. Medicine is generally a good thing. Pisses me off. Yeah. I've got a question for you guys. Do you think the new agents are just all going to be white gay guys? Because we saw a couple of them. We had Jonathan Groff and Neil Patrick Harris yeah. in there. Yeah. Is that the new? Is that the <laughs> new evil? I mean, white gays. Watch out! I think that's the name of it. I mean, do you disagree? No, this bit finally makes sense. We were talking about this before we started recording, and I literally was like, when you said it, I was like, yeah, Hugo. We, I was like, Hugo Weaving is going to come back as a gay yeah, person is he in the movie. Yeah. I wasn't hearing it at all. And then finally, I was like, oh, they're the agents in this one. Okay, that makes. Sense. I think that's just funny. <laughs> is Neil Patrick Harris one of the agents? I thought he was. Yeah, he he don't, don't know. Yeah. He could, Maybe. Well, because I think yes. also white gay men could easily play that, like, completely disconnected, vapid, like, drained, like, and it's just where a are you going? Yes. Oh, commentary yeah. on a Ryan Murphy's yeah. pieces Isn't, of work. Post to your Instagram. Get abs for your Instagram. <laughs> Isn't he playing a psychiatrist in that? Psychologist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah see? Beginning. They're bad. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Hate them. We're not anti that. Uh, Keanu, Reeves, Keanu Reeves is looking very hot. Much hotter than he did, I think, in He's the He's 57. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I know. Hashtag gold. I want to go to 50 Heaven. His birthday this week. Yeah, so he just turned 57. And he he's just so such a nice guy, too, he's, I think. He's like, supposed to be super cool. Yeah. The, the action sequences look phenomenal. Yeah, yes, I'm they, very excited. Yes, they do. To see updated action like that for The Matrix, I'm very, very excited. And they're walking through mirrors. Well, well what I really liked about it, even it did feel like a weird, like, okay, I mean, you're, you're just trying to kick in the nostalgia. They're, like, obviously showing you the parts that kind of reprise a lot of the older yeah. original movie, really, the first one. But I love because the part where revolutions like and really re reloaded in many cases fell off the map was too many special effects. So this idea of going to like kind of using real world, taking it to like today's age. I, like, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen in the story, but I was like something felt very fresh and new about it. I just I'm excited to hopefully see that they are are able to. I guess really Lana Wachowski is able to create that sort of like holy shit moments that they had from the first movies. Yeah, I think the, the problem with both Reloaded and Revolutions was the expectation was so high because the first one was so beloved right. that, like, you know, it couldn't meet those expectations. 
Also, one of the best criticism I ever heard for Reloaded and Revolutions is the first movie basically ripped off Grant Morrison's Invisibles, a bunch of anime, all that stuff. It's like they ran out of stuff that they watch or consume. (laughs) And so then they were like, oh, we've got to make up our own story now and we don't know how to do it. So mm, hopefully they've read some good comics. The original Benioff and Weiss, I guess. There you go. (laughs) Uh, I'll be interested to see if this movie decides to go in a different direction with... uh, human's relationship with the matrix that maybe yeah. some portion of it still exists and that people can decide to plug into mm-hmm. rather than throw away the whole system, you know, whole cloth. Um, because, you know, obviously that can provide more interesting commentary than it's all a lie and I can take down the system with, if I punch the right way. Well, aren't you a little centrist? <laughs> I guess I, is that a compassalt? <laughs> yeah, you neo-lib shit. All right. I never liked any of the movies. Okay, oh, on that note, let's move on. Such a big, cool guy. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm more cool. impressed with Clark Evans. Probably the opposite. Yeah. He's so cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the first trailer for Injustice is out. Uh, Injustice was a video game, then a comic, and now it's a movie. Now it's reading hard. Which means it's only a musical away from getting an EGOT. Uh, what did you guys think? I would watch Injustice the Musical oh, you would? tomorrow. Oh, you would. Yeah. You would. The one I got the higher theater out. They yeah. got Lois, Lois. I saw Spider-Man and I enjoyed it. <laughs> no one has ever said that. That was insanely stupid, but so fun. Uh, no, I mean, they showed you mostly basically footage from the first comic and the after, a little bit of the aftermath. It seems like they're doing very one-to-one, which I really appreciate. I just wonder how much the actual movie will be able to cover in 90 minutes. So I'm assuming it's maybe year one. But even within a year one, that's a ton of content to get out. So I say this as somebody who's watched the adaptations of a lot of comics I've loved. I know I like Injustice not as much as you, Adam, but like I've seen All-Star Superman, I've seen like yeah, uh, oh. Joke, I've seen all that, and none of them work as adaptations. The yeah. only one that really worked for me was New Frontier, just because the animation looks so much like Darwin Cook's uh, illustrations, uh, and they did a nice job of like kind of uh, condensing the story into a 90-minute movie. I'm worried that like like they're going to take a lot of shortcuts, and they're going to take out any kind of nuance that Tom Taylor had. Uh, in the comic, was, was Night of the Phantasm an original? Yes. Story. Yes, that's it was. Why, that's why it worked. Yeah. Okay. Mask of the Phantasm. So, yeah, yeah, same okay, difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those those stories don't work as adaptations because I think the fun of uh, Injustice is that you feel like every single opportunity to stop Superman is being pulled out from under you mm-hmm. over this like art, uh, painful, methodic process. Right. And you feel this state of despair. Uh, that you, there's nothing you can do to beat him, and to get most of that in a, you know, 90 minute movie seems unlikely. But maybe they break that up even further. I don't know. Yeah. Can I remind you of our podcast for Dark Knight Returns when <laughs> we all agreed oh, that yeah. the movies were terrible, <laughs> and Ryan and Adam specifically hated it so much that like they wouldn't even read the comic, which is like one of the you yeah. know masterpieces of the it's medium. Probably what we should do on this podcast, but read it to do, yeah, <laughs> okay. no. or, or shit on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, like, like, that underscores my point is like it is really hard for these to be direct adaptations, and I wish they wouldn't do those anymore. Well, and I definitely yeah. go so far as to say the DC EU movies, the more recent ones, what they did War and all the stuff that was coming out of the New Fifty Two. Not great. Not so great. Yeah, my yeah. hopes I, are not high. Yeah. But. Well, you'll have to go out of your way to watch this one because it's only coming to VHS and DVD. <laughs> <laughs> and Betamax. It will not, yeah, it won't be on HBO. Uh, so you're, you're going to have to work to watch this. For like four years. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, that's been some trailers. We're, we're full of trailers now. 
Let's get let's get let's what? get our fill on some issues. That's my favorite. I'm a trailer dumpster. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> put me with your trailer. <laughs> yes. Park me. Park me. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some comics. So first up, um, this just was released today. In fact, and some of you may have not had a chance to read it, but it's X Men Unlimited, an X Men Infinity comic. The first two issues dropped on Marvel Unlimited, which is you know Marvel's app for a lot of their back issues. Uh, they just updated the app today. They're releasing a lot of like original content, and the most exciting one is two issues uh, of X Men by Jonathan Hickman and Declan Shelby, who is a phenomenal artist. And this might be, uh, aside from Inferno, Jonathan Hickman's last X Men work for quite some time. It's a very slight story. Basically, what happens is uh, AIM invades the Peak, kidnaps three mutants, and Wolverine is dispatched to retrieve them. Uh, and the way that the issue reads is if you're reading it on your tablet or your phone, like you're like scrolling down. It's like one giant panel. And it really is a slight story, as I said, but it's an interesting way to kind of uh, adapt something for the medium. But um, for those of you who did read it, curious to get your take. Yeah, they had to have a lot of very long items to make it make sense, like, like yeah. the shield, not sword base and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I liked it, but only because of that one aim foot like you know soldier who kept getting punched punch in the face and then just straight up is like fuck no i'm not gonna do this and at the end he just straight up lies to him and then yeah. the final picture is him smiling like bloody smiling i was like i like this dude i like that dude too and was the thing that wolverine found was that that looked like the supreme intelligence but that wasn't right it was supposed to be modok but like uh, electronic modok because yeah. modok's gonna be in the hulk um t- series so oh gotcha 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 i don't know what that is yeah well, the interesting thing about all this is uh, it's almost like the result of um, when Hickman, you know, last year when comics weren't coming out for a couple of months because at the very start of the pandemic, he talked to Marvel about having all the X titles go digital, which would have completely undercut the direct market, but, you know, whatever. And so I think this was like the um, the offshoot of that and also the Substack stuff that we've talked about on podcasts before. So. Again, interesting format. I have not read the other Unlimited comics, but um, it's it was kind of cool. Uh, the best one was uh, Jeff the Shark, who came from Deadpool, the one where he was oh. in control of Monster Island. Yeah, It's just this cute little shark that has legs, and it's just mm-hmm. silly. He goes to the pool where every all the heroes are you know, doing their thing and then pops in, and everyone you know, gets the fuck out of there because they're freaked out, even though they already saw him jump in there. I'm and interested in Kelly Thompson, boy and shark yeah, girl. Kelly about. Thompson writes it. It was very cute. Oh, I'll have to check he it out. Get, oh, he gets stuck in the uh, the washer in the laundry, and he gets super into it. Like he is like the happiest thing ever because he's in the washing machine. I mean, what? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to the actual comics that came out last week and this week. Uh, starting with Hellions number fifteen by Zeb Wells and Roge Antonio. Uh, picking up from the last issue, the two Sinisters escape Tarn the Uncaring and his Locust Vile and head to Arcade's Murder World. Turns out one of the Sinisters, the main one in fact, has created a Chimera that's a hybrid of Tarn and Sinister himself. The Hellions know that their only choice is to blow up the Chimera, but Psylocke hesitates because Sinister has her daughter in digital form. Turns out that Emma Frost has a double agent in Empath who use, uses his powers to make Havoc go kablooey. So let me ask you all this. Is Emma says hello, the new, tell Cersei it was me. I was very happy with this. I've always, like, <laughs> Impact has kind of just been in the series, except for the time he fucked up those robots. Yeah. Um, 
and, and the fact that he, he I knew died a lot. he had to be involved with Emma because that's who they are. Yeah, of she's, she's his worst. He's her worst slash best student. For a long time, I've been watching, looking at Tarn, and trying to figure out what the fuck does he remind me of. What and it was it? only this issue that I realized that he looks like one of those rabbits with giant floppy ears. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. The ears that are too big for it to support. We'll post yes. that picture. I uh, thought you were going to say he looked like Bib Fortuna from yes. Star Wars. Exactly exactly what I was like, These are all the right answers. <laughs> well, I care a lot more about the uncaring. Now that that's mm. happened. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of Tarn and this crew. I'm glad they're all fucking being killed off. I, I don't feel like they've got the... I feel like they originally had voices and a purpose for the characters, and then it kind of, he like flipped them. I think they were supposed to be more menacing in Ten of Swords, which was really fun and yeah. interesting, but also still under Zeb Wells's like command of voice. And then in more recent ones, they're kind of just like squealing, screaming henchmen again. I'm like, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. They were all like, in, they were more interesting what, the first time. What's the name of the big one? Like, stupid fat baby. Amino. Amino. Gorgon. No, it's Amino. Amino. It's Amino. It's Amino. Stupid fat baby disease. What a great drag queen name. Stupid fat baby. An Amino. Oh my god. I love that. That's my niche. Yeah. Let's create an entire drag family that's just turned in Kering's character. I will say that, like, the issue is. You're going to be sick bird. <laughs> the issue was losing me until Empath. Mm-hmm. When Empath did MSS Hello, I'm like, oh fuck! It's like, of course she's involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they they snuck in the havoc. I can like control you anytime I want to, and yeah. then he fucking does it. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real Chekhov's havoc. I can control you whenever I want. To. <laughs> and this this comic is so good that it's actually making Fallen Angels look better in retrospect. That's sure. weird, and I agree. Yeah. Whoa! These characters just look better because of this series. Yeah, it's, it's definitely this, one of the standouts. Continued... I love Greg... I just like... Yeah, I like all of them. I kind of want... I can't wait to read all of this back-to-back, because I think that's actually... These two past issues have suffered, because I think if they were all like one giant issue, yeah. I would have enjoyed a lot more, that's but true. I was so ready to see what would happen... That this felt a little bit more feet dragging until the big climax. Correct. I'm just waiting for Nanny to be bum fucking crazy. Well, uh, well, we saw the beginning of yeah, that exactly. with uh, with the, the right being in there. Let's move on. New Mutants number 21 by Vita Ayala and Rod Reeves. That's the regular team. James Proudstar leads a team of younger mutants to do some astro slug cleanup at the Summer's house on the moon. They get attacked by some brood, which is weird because they're ostensibly under the control of Brew after X-Men number 9. Proudstar un- understandably tells Brew to get his shit in order. Meanwhile, Gabby gets resurrected after being killed a couple of issues ago. Turns out that Wolfsbane, who was likely under the control of Shadow King, had something to do with it. Oh, and it turns out that the five are going to start resurrecting copies of existing mutants. Rain talks to Danny, Jean, and Ileana about what happened with Gabby, and it looks like the new mutants are going to go hunt down the Shadow King. So, first question for y'all. Does this mean that Madeline Pryor is going to get resurrected? No. <laughs> oh, they're not going to tell Havoc about this. They're, they're going to make sure they're not going to tell the council. This could be alluding to or, Inferno, and so she. That's what I. Yeah, that's what I assume. They, no, they made like a claim. They made a distinct like we're now thinking about people this way. Yeah, but yeah. So the five are going to resurrect this bitch that they all hate. Oh, I don't think they're going to like just do it. I think that there's probably going to be ongoing. It's probably going to bring back the plot point of well, why? How because like yeah, around? copies are still their own individuals, even though that they were I mean, taken from you know other people. They directly talk about Genesis, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So if you if you if you created a copy and it was around long enough and developed its own memories and stuff, then right. it'd be fine. 
Yeah, but that was Madeline Pryor. Right. Yeah, and Genesis and... And Gabby, Gabby. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they could, uh, to Clark's point, not bring back Madeline, but they're going to have to find another reason. Oh, Havoc's on me, man. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like, oh, she's too dangerous. Like, I mean, you've got fucking Farouk running around the island. You've got Mr. Sinister doing God knows what. There's He's on so the goddamn many evil ones. ones. Yeah. I'm hoping slash excited for someone to join Sabretooth in the hole. There. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, that might be the other crossover, though, is that they're building up that Farouk is really bad. They fuck up Farouk. They bring him to the council. They put him down Sabretooth, and then they have an explanation of why they can't. They have to start holding evil mutants more accountable, which includes not resurrecting them. Uh, I, I need the reveal as someone goes back down, they see Sabretooth down there, and there's a shit ton of other mutants down there. Like, Madeline's already down there or something. I like thought that. you were going to say there's a shit ton of poop down there. Oh! So Wait, where, where is Sabretooth? That is the sewage. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all the waste from Krakoa just, like, yeah. circles down there. <laughs> and he shits where he eats. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he can be resurrected constantly, so yeah. he keeps drowning in shit, and then comes this storyline opens up so many interesting questions about feces and other excreta. I will say, Clark's going to disagree with me, but this yeah. issue kind of brought me back because the last couple I was like kind of wavering on this title, and I still think like Vita again characterization overall is quite wow. good, but they're like they have plotting and pacing issues sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but this was like, oh, there's some really cool moments. I love the inclusion of the Brood. And I like that they brought that plot that plot point back, and like that Brew doesn't completely have control over all of them, uh, and so that's a really interesting um, element that I hope they they follow up on. I just love them. If, if they ever get a live action bird, I would fucking go crazy of the brood. They're just so fun. What if they had like a brood miniseries at the same time they were having an alien miniseries? And Marvel is exactly. Ah! That's so funny. And they barely different. They should um, do a crossover. Exactly. I well, as Caitlin said, I finally I dropped this in floppy form. I just don't give a shit anymore. It's I, I don't You've know. dropped it in floppy. You form. stopped flopping. That's all. Yeah, in actual print form. I'm over it. It is a bit. It's not holding on to me. The only time I've really liked the series was when John and uh, Moonstar were in Camelot or the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Camelot. Uh, Avalon. Me. Avalon and Otherworld, basically. Yeah. The only time I liked it, the, yeah. the art was gorgeous, and yeah. I thought the characters were spot on finally while everything else was The art is still phenomenal. Oh, Rod Reese is so good. And when Rod Reese isn't drawing it, I lose a little interest, totally. too, in the book. Well, this is a good example, and it gets connected in with Excalibur, too, which is like, I know... Well, obviously Hickman's like, oh, everybody wanted to stay in phase one, so that's what we kind of decided to do. And I'm like, oh, it's show, it's starting to show a little bit. It's starting to show a little bit, but I still think, again, my opinion, New Mutants is one of the top tier books, along with like uh, just under like Sword and Hellions, which I think are the two best. I'll, I'll a thousand percent agree though that the writing is very spot on. The characters are very strong. Like I enjoy all of them. I just wish they were doing something more with momentum, more dynamic. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. And I think we might get that in the next issue, right. hopefully. So, speaking of Otherworld, Excalibur number 23 by Teeny Howard and Marcus Toe. Even though he's supposed to be in outer space with the Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Doom shows up at Braddock Isle demanding passage to Otherworld. Turns out, since Morgan Le Fay has been extricated from Otherworld thanks to Clan Akaba, Doom needs something she left behind. Betsy Braddock assembles Excalibur and they make their way through Avalon and the Crooked Market. There, Doom and Betsy talk to Mad Jim Jaspers, who has what Doom is looking for, which is apparently a pop-up book with a castle. They get attacked by some Furies who keep calling them Friends of Mordred, which turns out uh, to be a euphemism for mutant, because Mordred, King Arthur's son, is a mutant himself. Yes. Clark. Um, two things. Uh, number one, the Mordred thing. We just read him in Black uh, Knight. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know how these are connect. We, we have X Men Black Knight coming up with the Doctor, right. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, so maybe that'll happen. We don't know. Yeah. Um, number two, did this take like seventy five minutes to read? Yes. Every single thing. The word <laughs> bubble. I think there's more word bubble than there was I illustration. Know, I went it back was, to very long. Uh, it was forever. And yeah. I, 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 the other ones I've liked, all the other world stuff on the other issues I've really liked. This one, I didn't give three shits about. It felt very tedious to get through. Yeah. This, this felt like a lot like an audition for TD to be like, look, I can write Doctor Doom. Well, you can't write Doctor Doom. Yeah. Was, him hitting on Betsy felt so out of character. Oh, as hell. Oh. I was like, that was he, weird. Yeah. He's asexual, like, no. basically. Like, he's never shown interest in anyone. Sexually, than I, I know. All the interestingness of Storm in him. Um, he, oh yeah, that was. I think that was more about like power yeah, than actual I know, sex. But, yeah, well, yeah, but this was not even slightly. <laughs> about I think anything. he wears a cover on his penis. Like, a, like be, a little helmet. He's got to have under. Like he's yeah, it's, have no, it's it's yeah. probably like a, it's like a dick sheath, but it also has Doom's face at the end. <laughs> no, 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 I thought you were talking about this like cuck lock thing. Only Doom controls Doom's penis. And actually, Adam, you're wrong. He's a Doom bottom. I love it. I what pissed me off about this more than anything else was you're supposed to be a fucking space bitch. Why are you? Yeah, I knew I knew the continuity would bother you so much. So upset. If, if it's one thing with Hickman stepping away, no, I'm he has to go get his old CDs from other worlds. So, I, oops, sorry. No, I was gonna say I, I thought, barring that I'm not the biggest like Doctor Doom has to be this way. I enjoyed how s- stupid the plot was. I guess in a way, like I like that he's like she's like, oh, you're just here to get your little. Your little gadgets from me. Why does she always do that? That's what she talks like. Sorry, I was going to say in Fantastic Four, um, he recently recently was getting married, yeah, and then she started fucking um, uh, what did I just lost name in my head? No, 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 no. Um, fire. Uh, he was oh, George. George. Okay. So he was definitely cucked right there. So I, 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 That's I, true. I, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, I guess it's now in canon. Yeah. I will say one quick thing about the continuity with uh, Mordred and Black Knight, because Sy Spurrier is also writing that. Yes. I do think it's going to come back up mm, again. I thought, it was, I thought it was interesting to have uh, Mad Jim Jaspers basically tie his own arm behind his back to say, like, I don't want stuff. Right. What I really want is to influence things and have power that, like, shows that I can get whatever I want because of how I've got yeah, things. Like, yeah. I'm not going to manipulate reality, which I could very easily do. I love him. It's yeah. just frustrating to have some of the coolest stuff, the uh, theories and, and Mad Jim Jaspers were boring as shit in this. Yeah, like, I agree. Service. I want, whenever like the titles restart or whatever happens uh, early next year, I want Vita to take over Excalibur because okay. they completely understand the that other worlds. That works. I like that. So let's move on. X-Force number 23 by Benjamin Percy and Martin uh, Cocolo. Well, at least we're past the fucking plants. Uh, Mikhail Rasputin gets a bunch of nesting doll soldiers from the man with a peacock tattoo. You know, the guy who runs Zeno. Also, Beast decides to examine one of the nesting dolls in his lab, but one jumps in his head, earworm style. Yes, Black Tom Casty, who's apparently been chilling for the last ten or so issues to create a little plant man to go after it. Whoops, I guess we're not done with plants after all. And Mikhail's trying to consolidate power within Russia with the Cerebro Sword. Yeah. How dumb are you, beast? <laughs> you piece of shit. Like There can't be something smaller in this small person. Yeah, that let, me, yeah. Small person. let me crush this. That was dumb. I mean, scientists have burned this. <laughs> Beast is the beginning of every horror movie. Yeah. yeah it's true. like, don't go in there. Yeah. No, I'm going to go in He's there. He's like, no, no, no. i got to dig up these Indian bodies and turn them over. Like, <laughs> Beast, maybe you shouldn't desecrate yeah. someone's grave. I did like the moment where he's like, I used to not be garbage. And then he's like... But I have to be garbage. I love the way... People say they like the person that's not 
terrible. Yeah. And I refuse to be that. You're like, that writing was very meta, and I really liked it, because when I think of, like, House of X on Facebook and shit, and everywhere else, everyone's like, I just want Beast to be nice again. It's I, I my, like him being a bastard, but I, he was stupid in this. He was yes, stupid. Like, yeah. be smart. Be bastard and be smart. Yeah, be dark. You beast. mean, like, uh, trying to take Colossus and beat him up because he was Russian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was probably Yeah, Benjamin, I, I definitely think he has a history. Benjamin Percy now has a writing history of rushing a development. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> I wasn't even making it. Ah, uh, so good. Uh, but no, he, yeah, I just don't, I do like everything they keep doing to make Beast worse is making him stupider, which is not good. I like that we got three pages um, of Black Tom Cassidy but with, but within the last eight issues. Yeah. Since why is he on the fucking team if he's going to show up every... I, I was thinking, as soon as he showed up, I was like, is this why he's here finally? Finally. Just to shove him. I mean, the next issue's going to be fun, though, because we get to see him fight inside of Beast. But that's about it. Uh, hey, what, yeah. the, what the fuck are Logic Diamonds? Oh, oh, those are the, the <laughs> Shi'ar Lodge of Diamonds for... Uh, the Lodge of Diamonds, You period. clearly <laughs> have not consumed one because you don't know what one is. <laughs> it's for something on the hat to I don't know. Remember they got, like, during the Hellfire Gala, they I, got stolen. No, I what do they do? That. What I'm saying is, yeah, because it seems like everyone wants them for a They're needed for the pharmaceuticals that, like, are being uh, them, which is why, like, they're having issues with it in both Marauders and X-Corp. But he wants it for a sword. Yes, correct. It's like a cerebro sword. A cerebro sword. Did you oh, yeah. forget your? They're a MacGuffin, and then his cerebro microwave. It powers that. Uh, I will be clear that it's I, great for your skin. It exfoliates. I was really That's running great. with this comic, and I was trying really hard to keep liking it, even uh, as all of you fell off and started hating it. And okay. now I hate it too. Oh, no. <laughs> oh welcome, welcome. welcome. I did. This you. is the dumbest spot. They wasted like way too many months since they even introduced what that fucking Mikhail got the cerebro sword. And I'm like, who cares about this goddamn plot? Like, this is dumb. I kind of like it. I'm okay with it. What I what it's I don't in the last few. Yeah. What I don't like is they. Uh, well, actually, I could appreciate that they pushed Zeno into some random mystical dark demon. Yeah. Zeno's the organization, by the way. Whatever that fucking peacock bitch. Yeah, peacock that, that's him, peacock bitch. But I was like, yeah, I was like, I appreciate them like putting him out because like you know he seemed really bad. I'm like, I hope he doesn't just sit there. Yeah. Well. We got one last comic from also from last week, The Last Annihilation, Wiccan and Hulkling, which is a one-shot by Anthony Oliveira and Jan uh, Bazaldua, and that there it's a queer um, uh, writer artist uh, duo right there, which yeah, is awesome. Trans. Yeah, uh, uh, Jan is trans. Right. Uh, we get to see the secret origin of Billy and Teddy uh, meeting, and it's absolutely adorable. And in the present, the two young husbands continue fighting Dormammu's forces, and Billy helps rebuild Teddy's sword, who uses it to attack Dormammu himself. A lot more stuff happens, but I want to throw it to y'all about what you what you guys thought. I like the fact that this gay couple is so necessary to the entire Marvel universe yes. that it's kind of shocking. It's wonderful. It's yeah. great. I mean, it's going to be half shown in the um, movie. Cool. Yeah. They'll, they'll like, they'll like cut each other on the back. and uh, They'll, they'll, give, just, they'll, they'll like give each hair. other a look. They'll make them lesbian. They'll just like CGI some like lesbian hair. I, okay, so this couple needs to be around for a long time, yes. obviously. Yes. Do we think eventually some Grant Morrison's going to come around and break them up with the Emma Frost type of character, no. too? I think it probably will happen no, at no, some no, point. Because no. they are the strongest couple probably in the well, And also, I mean, they're, they're teenagers. Okay. I mean, like, are you, so am I. I'm, they are going <laughs> <laughs> to have to have their oh, sex. Oh, so you delusional baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm 21 now. 
maybe. Maybe. I, yes. are, you, are you still together with your 21-year-old boyfriend? I'm just saying. I have to have my I, I kind of am. You are, yes. <laughs> but it's just that he's almost 21. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Come to his 21st <laughs> birthday party, everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's, I just think it eventually will happen because everything's been, even though they broke up in the comics and stuff like once, yeah. it's like, I think it's been smooth sailing for a long time. Yeah. I think it will cause way too much aggravation for people who are reading this to have like the one big gay couple be destroyed. And, and people already got mad at Shatterstar and Richter. I think, it'll take, true. I think it'll take like 10, 20 years because I also think who would, in my mind, and like storyline wise, it would be so vehemently annoying to have to introduce some new character that would obviously cause friction. Because I'm like, of the existing other LGBTQ people in the That's universe, who even has really that close of a Who's connection? Like so yeah. I'm going to go into soap opera country for a minute. Sometimes they let, well, add a character to try to break up the main couple. Some. And then within Almost. a year, I was thinking about that, within actually. a year, that character is removed because everyone despises the character and so, you're so much. That's what I mean. Yeah. But I'm like, why are you wasting our time with a fake plotline that's not going to go Yeah, on? and then the main characters get back together. It's so soap operas, yes. Comics never. It's Psylocke in the early 90s when she was trying to break up Scott and Jane. Oh, hello, Billy. I also use magic. And I like, thought you were going to say yeah. in the 80s when she was weirdly flirting with a 14-year-old cypher. Oh, that too. The bigger question is... But Cypher wasn't seeing anybody. No, the the bigger question is... We're interested. So with this shitty soap opera character, which one of them will be led astray more? Uh, It's probably Hulkling. Yeah, yeah. Really? Because he's not from this world. No, they would bottom shame. They would totally bottom shame Wiccan. No, I don't think so. Do you think Wiccan's the bottom? Why? Because he's smaller? Oh, no, I'm bottom shaming myself! Yeah. Do you, Wait, I learned something today. I don't know. <laughs> what am I doing? Do you think Hulkling like s- stretches his anus when he uses his powers? Um, yeah. He's fucking better. Oh, I do. I. <laughs> do you think he tightens purposely because oh, he's yeah. the shape-shifting ability? Wait, you? But don't you think because Billy could do that too, right? He could just be like tighten, 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 tighten. <laughs> That's true. Tight my whole time. Tighten my whole time. My whole time. These are teenagers, y'all. Clark's created the canon. It's not as exciting when he has to say it. When it just starts <laughs> happening, surprisingly, that's when it's well, interesting. You're hooking up with Wicked, he's like, by the way, I'm very verbal. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, I, I think that the thing I liked about this was you, you always want a story that has the plot mechanisms and the themes align. And even though, you know, this kind of Dormammu side guy, uh, you know, offshoot was beaten by the power of love. Yeah. It was still very cute, uh, the way that they've set all those pieces up. Yeah, agreed. All right. I think that's that we're done with comics. We're done with comics. It's a new flash. Soundboard. Soundboard. Adam, do you want to take us away on a newsflash? Oh, uh, yeah. There's going to be an issue, a series called The Ten Lies and Deaths of Wolverine. And what do you all think? <laughs> okay, first of all, it's two different series. One that it's, And it's supposed to be like Hox and Pox, uh, House of X and Powers of Ten. So it uh, it's going to be by Benjamin Percy, who is writing both Wolverine and X-Force right now. We don't know much about it, but... You know what we need more is some more, like, backstory for Wolverine, because we don't have enough of that. I was just jerking out in the shower wondering, what's happening with Wolverine's backstory? So I'm really glad these questions are being answered. You were doing my shower knives within your fingers? Yeah, I take uh, a bunch of uh, utensils from the kitchen and go into the shower. Your poor boyfriend. That's all I can say about that. 
I don't know. I mean, like, I like. I'm kind of hoping it's about Laura. Ooh. Can I hope? It, can I can I say that? Yeah, but um, but, it, it, yeah. but it probably won't be. I know. <laughs> I know. You know. Her backstory's been gone into so many times too. Yeah, we don't have enough stuff for her backstory to have. Yeah, her. and I'm wondering, is it like going to show like Logan in like the various lives That's of Moira? Because uh, that could be kind of cool. Yeah, multiversal. I'm down for. Not, I just don't want him to have to deal with anything related to his. Like, and then the silver ant samurai. Yeah. And I, so, yeah, Samusai. Samusai. I don't know what that is. Samurai. I do think That's it's supposed thing. to, this is supposed to be the miniseries that leads into like the next kind of relaunch of the X-Books. So uh, House of 20. <laughs> Nailed it. I don't, I don't know. So this came out with some other news of like announcing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, so the She-Hulk series, Avengers Forever, Devil, uh, Devil's Reign, Timeless, Moon Girl, and Devil Dinosaur, and Fantastic Four Reckoning War. I found this really interesting the way they did this sort of news because they framed it in the same way that they're doing movies now. That's right. You see that with the timeline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so I I I am slightly cautious about this because I don't want the comics to become the movies completely. Well, that does Oh, corporate America is coming. I I know that's true, but I still think this is the place where the original content is created. To yeah, go to, to the keep movies. making it good. Bring yeah. it to the movie. Yeah, I'm movies. sure that Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is going to be one of the ten. Oh, a thousand. I mean, percent. that one and She-Hulk are there because they're making TV shows about. Correct. Them. Yeah, right. you're right. Yeah, and then the Avengers Forever one just really annoyed me because I think all Jason Jason Aaron's Avengers is garbage. Oh. By the way, uh, I have, yes. uh, I'm hate reading it on Marvel Unlimited, uh, and I'm in the middle of Heroes Reborn right now, and it's just it's, fan fiction. It's so and weird. <laughs> the Avengers Forever is basically it's the multiversal like evil Avengers or, you know, whatever, the bad guys, which is exactly what DC is doing right now with the Justice League Incarnate. And I'm like, what, uh, like, DC, you do your thing. Like, Marvel, don't try to ape them. It just feels very weird. I don't, I don't care for it. The other why side, do they fine. always so, do that? Yeah. Fantastic Four Reckoning War. Dan yeah. Slott has been feeding this since he started that She-Hulk comic, what, 15, not even, uh, 10 years ago? Yeah, that's He's been wanting to do this, and finally they're like, okay, you can do this. So I'm glad that exists. I might actually read it since it's probably going to have a lot of characters. Is she hope one will be good as well? And then, uh, it could be good. And then... Uh, yeah, oh, shit. What's her name? Rainbow. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Rainbow I, I didn't really read her run Rainbow of Rainbow. Runaways, but <laughs> but um, it was fine. It kind of looked good, I should say. I'm kind of excited. Oh, Chris Anko is drawing it for a lot of it. He's great. Uh, but I'm kind of interested in Devil's Reign just because uh, Chips and Dark Skies Daredevil is not bad. And I like the idea of, like, you know, King Peng being the mayor of New York finally coming to attack all these heroes. I did, uh, well, we, 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 uh, the, Jesus Christ, Venom storyline. Yes. Yeah. When they had that part of Kingpin and the Taskmaster and all that, like, I did, I was, like, when I saw that news, I was like, oh, I kind of want to, like, full circle that whole path, because I did really like with Kingpin being mayor. I was like, it needed to go somewhere. So that was cool. I just kind of get... I'm kind of over this a little bit because we saw what was it Shadow Shadowland or Shadowland yeah. was not good. Yeah. It, and so it looks like maybe like a better version of that. But yeah. so it makes me kind of not that jazzed about. I it. mean, reading Daredevil comics for years back to the, even the Frank Frank Miller and then Brian Michael Bendis, it's like I feel like Daredevil stories can only go in a certain direction, and then like right. we've all been there, and it's just then it's like minor differences between. Uh, what happened before? So yeah, uh, it it could be good, but it could also be a retread. You're Shadowland right. Shadowland brought out a good Heroes for Hire series, though. 
It did. Oh, that's for, like, true. Yeah. Issues. Yeah, and I also kind of liked the when Black Panther became the Man Without Fear, like when he became the Defender of Hell's Kitchen. I think that was actually a pretty good little series too. I did find Shadowland. That you actually bought me those comics for my birthday, Clark. Was, oh, oh nice. God! Did I? Sorry. I just you, handed the one. You probably just <laughs> Like here, happy birthday. I did, not get, I did not give you the hero. I, was no, you didn't. You gave those to me for the birthday after. Really, <laughs> 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 pat, pass around party bottom Shadowland. Uh, God. No, but the. Yeah, no, the, they're gonna, those plot lines are just gonna keep reprising themselves, which is yeah. why I'm not, that was what it was, I was so like, they're like, we gotta take, we're take, take over Hell's Kitchen, there's a giant castle in Hell's Kitchen, I was like, who cares, it's just a small ass fucking place in New York, just evacuate and then bomb it, like, yeah. there's so many bigger plot lines that are happening in Marvel. Yeah. So the reason I brought up the next thing is that Joe Bennett, who was supposed to be doing art for Timeless, has been replaced. By Greg Land, which is no! bad. No, 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 it is not bad. The it's reason is that in 2017, he—I'll uh, pass around this horrible art. So he has this art of like on a white horse. The what is his name? The Brazilian president now. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's of him chopping off the heads of all of his enemies, <laughs> and they put it in such a way that it's oh. like cliche, like anti-Jewish. Showing them as rats. It is oh, fuck up. Well, you remember Christ. he did the issue of uh, Immortal Hulk that we talked about, where he had the Star of David oh, with yeah. the jewelry, oh, yes. and yes. it had like a guy with a Jewish last name. Ew. So Al Ewing, who is I think not only a phenomenal writer but a phenomenal human being, put out this like um, you know kind of a uh, Twitter thread, basically saying, "Look, I I can't apologize enough for working with Joe Joe Bennett. I I didn't have a choice really." But I will never work with him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's where I'm going to start, you know, donating some of my mm. profits or the uh, money I've made to these, uh, you know, these anti-Semitic or, or not anti-Semitic, these like pro-Jewish uh, like uh, organizations. <laughs> really doubling down. Yeah, okay. like I, 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 fucked, I fucked up. I'm so sorry I didn't work with him enough. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, make sure uh, to release a statement on your Twitter about what. <laughs> as I, as uh, are you going to do the same for you about midgets? Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. Okay, guys. <laughs> We apologize, and we're not using that word. I don't like that. Bolsonaro is the name of the Brazilian person. Correct, yeah. But Joe Joe Bennett is a fucking asshole. Greg Land is porny, and like I don't like his art, but he doesn't seem like he's necessarily a bad person in the same way that Joe Bennett is. Do we really want that shitty art to be the most important comic that's going to come out for Marvel for a year that's going to feed into everything we're reading? Probably. No, I don't. (laughs) Not at all. But also... With Marvel's, like, the tentpole stuff, I feel like they're a little bit in neutral because they're not getting a lot of new talent. It feels like they're just recycling people. They're like, oh, you did Thor, now you can do this. You did Hulk, you can do this now. And it's like, there's some, like, very talented writers around it. But I'm like, I'm waiting for some new blood who haven't been with Marvel for a while or have never written for Marvel. I'm like, give me some of that rather than just, like, kind of reshuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think now it's time for Clark. Uh, you've got something quick? Yes. Okay. And that was it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so my roommate and I have been watching a lot of U.S. Open because he fucking loves tennis. And one girl, whose name is Rada Canoe, um, I thought she, they said erotic canoe. And then I made a joke about that. That's the name of her vagina. So Dini and I decided... <laughs> Denny and I decided to like jokingly yeah. name our anuses. And um, the, first, so this is the first thing I came up now with... Now I like it. Yeah, the first thing I came up with was Elephant Graveyard. So you have to oh, choose two random words 
And that is the name. And you can't even think about it. You have to say I'm, the first two things that come to mind, like elephant graveyard. Waffles. All right, Kaylin, go. First two uh, words. Uh, yeah, uh, give it to Kaylin. Doesn't matter. Just say uh, two words. Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. Perfect. Oh, that's good. Right. You looked at my Bert, shirt. Go. I did. <laughs> Waffle Destroyer. Waffle Destroyer. Uh, Cactus Hills. Cactus Sauce. Sauce Dispenser. Sauce Dispenser. Oh, God. Lions is the worst. Yeah, anyway, okay. that's the end of Clark's got <laughs> Great, fucking great. Okay, well that uh, that's been our episode. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X and Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. Be sure to tweet at us the names of your assholes and vaginas. Uh, whatever the first two words that come to mind are, uh, you can rate us and review us if you like. We're sorry about all the problematic things we've said this episode. We don't mean them. We come from a lack of understanding, not malice. <laughs> Forgive us and uh, try and recommend not this episode to others. <laughs> we're, we're so sorry. Rate and review us, but not this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have an episode uh, about Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings next week. We've been Homo Superior. Thanks for listening, little homos. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>